the IAB podcast from SNK Studios. Hello and welcome to the seventh episode in this series of the IAB UK podcast. We're brought to you, as always, with the help of our sponsor, Verizon Media. I'm James Chandler, Chief Marketing Officer at the IAB. And at the moment this podcast is released, we're a mere three weeks away, less in fact, from the phenomenon that is Engage. On the 5th of June, London's Barbican will be buzzing once again, because at Engage 2019, we'll be celebrating 30 years of the World Wide Web, coming together to look at the positives and the possibilities with some incredible voices from across our industry and beyond. We announced the brilliant presenter Tina Dahili last week as our special guest, and she'll be sharing the stage with a huge range of extraordinary talent, including writer and campaigner Caroline Criado-Perez, trans activist Charlie Craggs, as well as speakers from Google, Spotify, The Telegraph, Snap, Contagious, Quantcast, and many, many more. And in a special roundtable this week, we're in conversation with one of the very first speakers we announced this year, Natalie Bell, Managing Director of Manning Gottlieb OMD, to get into exactly what she'll be talking about on the 5th of June. So, whether you're listening to this from years ahead in the future, or you've woken up early to hear the podcast first, we hope that by the end of this episode, you'll feel inspired and excited by the possibilities of the future and the steps we'll be taking towards it at this year's Engage. Here at the IB, we've been proud hosts of Engage for 15 years. And in that time, we've heard from the great and the good of our industry. It's a time not only for celebration of the internet's possibilities, but of a feverishly excited look forward to the future. From Bill Gates back in 2005 announcing that the future of advertising lay in the internet, to the brilliant Stacey Dooley on stage last year, talking about everyday sexism and her Instagram feed, before she went on and got her MBE and won Strictly. But today, in a special edition of our roundtable, I'm thrilled to welcome Natalie Bell, Managing Director at MGOMD, ahead of her appearance at the Barbican on the 5th of June. Welcome, Natalie. Hello, James. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, You're welcome. Tell us about then what you're going to talk about on the Barbican stage. Uh, so I am going to talk about something a bit different, actually. Um, I think uh, for good reason, there is a lot of very similar chat going on in digital at the moment. Mm. The things we need to fix, um, the good stuff, uh, all of the detail of the engineering of you know data and tech and how we uh, really do drive personalization at scale. Uh, and that's all great. And then there's conversations around uh, you know some of the trust in advertising, also great. But I worry that when we talk about... Um, customization and uh, very personalized messaging we're talking about data points and actions mm. and intent and all of these things and we're sort of forgetting the human factor in all of it so um, I'm going to talk about a bit of neuroscience research actually that we've been doing uh, around how digital has actually impacted our brains uh, so the title of uh, my presentation, you're laughing already, is it. is uh, is advertising to four year olds, <laughs> uh, which, given some of the legal ruling uh, that's taken place recently, sounds completely wrong. Um, but actually, when I'm talking about four year olds, I'm talking about us. Mm. So. Um, a lot of uh, the advent of digital and technology that we use as humans uh, is impacting our brains. Mm. You know, there's been 
big behavioural pieces that haven't changed, but there are some smaller pieces that fundamentally have. Mm. Uh, and we are becoming more childlike, actually. So uh, so my team have been doing a brilliant piece of, uh, of work around if we are becoming more childlike uh, and we as marketers need to uh, consider how we influence humans, then actually can we take parallels from the world of child psychology on how we influence wow. children's brains mm. um, and then how can we use that to consider some of our marketing strategies. So it's a bit different. Um, I'm a mum of, of a five-year-old now, actually. He mm. was four when we did the research. So <laughs> it was partly selfish because I just got to meet lots of child psychologists <laughs> and work out how to uh, adapt that to him. But it doesn't work, none of it. But for any parents <laughs> that are in the room, it is like a it's a double uh, presentation because you get to learn how to manage children. Nice. It's a buy one, get one free, yeah. which is fantastic. Right. What are some of the things that have changed then that digital have had an impact on us? I mean, the, the thing that strikes me that comes to mind is the idea that you sort of don't, the immediacy of everything, I don't have to wait for something to load, I don't have yeah. to wait for something to be delivered, it's, it's literally there and if it's not there, I'll go and find it somewhere else. Exactly, and I think, um, you know, expectation mm. basically and, and impatience uh, and um, curiosity as well because uh, we, we have information at our fingertips now so mm. actually we know that any question that we want answered can be answered and you know that's very that mimics very much uh, sort of children's brains yeah. that constant uh, search for information attention spans uh, quite simply God, yeah. mm. um, and the ability to influence in those moments um, so, so there's actually quite a lot when you think about it yeah. and if we're not considering that in how we market to people then we're, we're completely missing a trick so yeah. And some of the stuff that hasn't, so fundamentals of how the human brain works. Yeah. You're saying there's some stuff that has, but what are some of the stuff that stayed the same that perhaps we, we overlook because we think it's all changed because of digital? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, our, our, our needs as human beings have not changed, mm. you know, and, and, and you go back to some of the original theory. But um, equally, a lot of purchasing decisions are still driven through similar things. You know, yeah. the, the sort of balance of, 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 of emotional and brand love uh, with the rational need mm. state at that time. Um, so there are, there are some fundamentals that apply to marketing and the marketing theory that's existed for years that absolutely do not change. We were talking earlier about the wonderful Richard Shotton yeah. and, you know, you look at a lot of the research he takes, it's it, that we, we haven't changed and that yeah. still applies today. But I think some of the more micro approaches, uh, we just need to think about the in the moment pieces. Yeah. Um, there's some fascinating stuff actually around um, how to influence children, uh, particularly in terms of how you um, come down to their level and get into their world, right. don't force your world onto them. Yeah, yeah. And you can immediately start to see how actually that applies to us as humans mm. as well from from when we're, we're, we're talking to them about brands. Yeah. So yeah, interesting stuff. Amazing, you can't wait. Um, uh, the last time you spoke on an IAB stage, of course, was our leadership summit a couple of years it ago. It was. Uh, to uh, much critical acclaim, I think you're one of the top rated <laughs> speakers there. I'm not saying that because you're on the podcast. Um, um, you were loved and you were talking about um, talent in particular mm. and how we've got a bit of an issue, particularly in agencies, with, yes. with talent. Yes. Um, has that fixed itself? Has no. it gone away? No, it no. hasn't. I think um, actually what was interesting about that summit for me was um i i think the no i i know the presentation that i gave at the time was around sort of five whys of yes. big areas of of our industry that i didn't feel that we were answering well enough uh, and the final one that i landed on because of the room of people we had was you know how is it possible you know with google turning 20 at the time mm. that we have such a, a restriction at the moment or such a you know gap in terms of the amount of talent um, coming into the industry it's not mm. a new industry anymore yeah. um, and what I loved was I left it on that question and 
and then all I talked about for the rest of the of the evening was this problem. Um, so it's not going to fix itself overnight, but I think we're making really good progress in terms of where we look for yep. new talent. Yep. Um, we're not looking in the same places anymore, and you know this becomes a broader uh, diversity and inclusion conversation. Yeah. Um, the efforts that people are making in making sure that uh, we're bringing in apprentices into our businesses, uh, we're going out to new places to mm-hmm. advertise our world um, and and not just looking for people that look like us, basically, which, which, is, which is broadening that talent mm. uh, pool. However, no, it's not fixed. Yeah. I mean, it's still really, I'm not allowed to swear, am I? It's still really hard, <laughs> uh, really hard to fill positions. Yeah. Um, and also, I think the way that we approach talent is still, uh, and contracts with people is still quite yeah. old yeah. um you know people don't necessarily want a two three year career mm. now um they want projects and they want to bounce around a bit and get get new learning so we just need to look at it very differently yeah and it's kind of weird the backdrop as well all of the work that the aa have done around trust and you look at our world and it's yeah. sort of lower than estate agents and banks yeah. and energy yeah, companies who wants to join that yeah so we've <laughs> kind of we've kind of got a brand perception yeah. issue as well which is sort of sl- sl- slightly separate um uh, last episode we were talking about we had uh, Eva from Havas and George from Sanctus we were talking about mental health of course yeah. this week is uh, mental health week um, you've been a big supporter and remain a big supporter what, what are you guys doing this week? Yeah I mean um, it's, 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 it's obviously a lot going on this week mm. because it's an important time to dial those messages up um, but obviously this isn't just about a week it's about lots of mm. things um, I think uh, it's worth saying I, j- I just came from a brilliant OMG morning actually uh, hosted by Philippa and uh, Sean Betts who's the MD of Analect mm. um, and I don't think Sean would mind me saying that he's been through some personal uh, challenges of his own around mental health uh, and he talks very openly about that um, and I think that's the important thing around this is yeah. is how we talk openly um you know, I think that there's that, that stat around one in four people this year will be affected by a mental health issue. Um, but I was with the, the CEO of Calm yesterday, Simon, and he said a wonderful thing, which was one in four might be affected by mental health challenges, but four in four of us are affected by mental health. Mm. You know, we all have a yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's sort of a parallel in this space. We need to open up the conversation around mental health issues and how we all acknowledge them and work with people to overcome them and to lead brilliant lives. But equally, we need to look after our own mental fitness, all of us. Um, And it's incumbent on us as employers to help that. Um, Some of the stuff we got into last week was there's lots of sort of tactical things being done, more mental health first aiders. There's more people you can kind of turn to. The the conversation feels like it's opened up. The stigma's going. But um, uh, Eva was saying specifically at a senior level, it still feels like um, there's more help that's that's maybe needed. Do you think that's right? Help for senior people to talk more about it or to face into their own challenges? So so, so I guess one, for them to be open about it and to be approachable and for it to to kind of normalise it a bit more that we've all got this mental health, as you say. Yeah, I think... um I, you know, I can only talk for our senior team. I think um, I don't think there's anyone that isn't leaning into this. Um, what I would say is I think uh, the stigma point, I think we are getting better at talking about mental health in general. Um, 
but we we seem to be really good at talking about depression and anxiety mm. because I think that affects everyone yeah. and um, and dare I say it's almost become trendy to talk about that you know I'm sorry to have to say that um, but we were talking this morning about um, about OCD and and I'm you know and and go ahead, you know look it up OCD because it's probably not what you think it is yeah. we're talking about um, eating disorders uh, I talked very openly yesterday in the agency about alcoholism my mum was a, a chronic alcoholic for for her whole life basically mm. uh, sadly it killed her in the end um, but these are things that we are not talking enough about so right. it's great that we've moved the conversation on yeah. but we need to talk about all of it um, because there are still some areas that are deemed a bit shameful um, and destigmatizing is all about removing that shame yeah. so I think um, senior teams are getting better for sure mm. but I just want to make sure the conversation is as broad as it can be yeah yeah I, I think you're right you only have to so sort of, yeah, scroll through your LinkedIn feed, and yeah. it's, it's almost like this sort of struggle porn. It's a you know yeah. I kind of overcame this, and yeah. it feels like yeah, maybe going in a slightly yeah. And that, and do you know what? And that in itself is good because it means mm. we're talking about it. But mm. yeah, I just yeah, it just needs to be about all of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, br- broader life in an agency. Then do you still wake yeah. up excited to be doing it? Excited to be pitching for clients? I do. I do. It. I don't know if that's a really twee to say, but I do. <laughs> I mean, I like. You know, I love. I love our agency, yeah. uh, and uh, and I love my job. Mm. And it doesn't mean that there aren't days that are hard. Um, but uh, I think uh, I had a chat with someone actually the, last week who was saying to me that they'd got to a point in their role that they were in where they were caring less. Right. And I said, right, we need to do something about that then, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you need to care about what you're doing, mm. and that drives the excitement and the teamwork and the passion and everything else. So, yeah. And I do. I care a lot about what I do. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and agencies, you know, personally, nine nine years in one and loved every minute of it. I think I'm fairly get a bit of a kicking when it comes to, you know, everyone's trying to in-house and procurement are yeah. squeezing all the money out. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these direct-to-consumer brands. They don't need mm. agencies. So mm. what's your sort of take on all that stuff? Because you're you're a very positive person about these I things am anyway. I very positive. Uh, I'm not always agency. positive, by the way. Some people are surprised <laughs> by that. Um, I... Uh, well, look, I, th- I think actually, if I'm honest, a couple of years ago, it was, it, it was hard work. It was I I felt that the conversation was getting extremely negative towards agencies. Mm. I think we're turning a corner. Um, but uh, but it is hard. You do feel like you're getting a kicking. What's the point of us? Yeah. Well, um, you know, look at what we're doing from a creativity point of view. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about the whole industry now. Look at the successes. Look at the, the, the profitability still. You know, we are still flourishing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It doesn't mean we don't have more challenges around us um, and we will, you know, deal with those as they come and we will evolve as well. But... Um, but no, I, I hope the conversation's moving on a bit because I think it's an exciting place to work. Yeah, there are certainly far worse places to work than... <laughs> yeah, than, you know, there's other and look, there do. were things, you know, much like we talked about in digital marketing, there yeah. were things that as agencies ourselves, we needed to start to fix a bit as well. And I think that's happening and, yeah. and has happened. So um, I think the, the debate is a healthy one um, and hopefully will only lead us to better things good brilliant and um, natalie i wish we could keep talking about, mm-hmm. that's all we've got time for um marketing for four-year-olds two four-year-olds two marketing yeah. two four-year-olds yeah. or, or both actually <laughs> i guess it is yeah we'll just both up as we can. Yeah. Uh, marketing two four-year-olds come and see natalie uh, at engage on the 5th of june thank you so much for thank joining you, us today thanks now if that's enough to whet your appetite and you want to hear more from the brilliant natalie bell then secure your place at engage 2019 on the 5th of june now Just visit iabuk.com forward slash engage. Alongside Natalie, you can hear from Caroline Criado-Perez, 
Charlie Craggs, Snapchat, Google, Quantcast, The Telegraph, Contagious, Spotify, and many more, as well as our very special guest, broadcaster and presenter, Tina Dehealy. Now, if you listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know that we love to take a tricky or much misunderstood concept and make it easy to understand. So this is Two Minutes On, a short but sweet section where we invite an expert to spend two minutes explaining something that sounds tricky, but might be a little more simple than you thought. And this week, we're putting the spotlight on self-regulation. And here to explain self-regulation is our very own James Davis, Public Policy Manager at the IAB. Welcome to the podcast, James. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and Christy couldn't make it, so... Um, Stuck big, with me. A yeah. big chance for you today. Yeah, absolutely. A real opportunity. Everything to play for, yeah. Um, the era of self-regulation of digital platforms needs to come to an end in the interest of both business and society. Uh, that's MP Damien Collins at Campaign's Media 360 conference uh, last week. What does he actually mean? Um, so, yeah, ironically, what, what Damien Collins is talking about there isn't really self-regulation as, as we would we would know it. Um, he's, he's kind of more talking about digital platforms individually working out for themselves what should or shouldn't be allowed on, on their platforms. When we talk about self-regulation in you know the UK advertising uh, industry, we're, we're talking about uh, two things, really. Firstly, uh, formal self-regulatory bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, so for our industry, that obviously uh, includes CAP, uh, who who write the CAP codes on content and placement of advertising, and then uh, the ASA, which enforces those CAP codes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, those those bodies are set up voluntarily. They're paid for by the industry, and uh, a really kind of key point is that they're flexible enough that they can kind of respond to uh, new issues, new technologies and business models that, um, that kind of crop up, mm-hmm. and they can respond to those a lot quicker than a statutory regulator might yeah. be able to. Um, and then the second thing, um, which is kind of just as crucial really, is uh, the industry initiatives that exist. Um, now, those will typically be developed through kind of cross-industry collaboration and in response to a quite a specific issue or a challenge that crops up in the um, in the industry mm-hmm. and they allow companies to kind of sign up to the uh, the initiative and uh, kind of publicly commit to um, an agreed set of be- best practice or standards there's a number of those that exist uh, there's things on kind of behavioral advertising and brand safety and everything um, I'm obviously going to point to the IAB's gold standard obviously um, which yeah brings together three existing um, industry initiatives into kind of one tidy um, bunch um so there's uh the jitwebs dtsg principles on brand safety there's um the ads.tech scheme Mm -hmm. um to reduce ad fraud and there's um the kind of compliance with coalition for better ads principles um now, the, the key point here is that we know these are massively valued by politicians like uh, Damien Collins and, and his colleagues, um, and particularly those who are looking closely at how the industry operates and kind of considering whether self-regulation is, is or isn't working effectively. Um, and we know this because, for example, uh, in a recent House of Lords debate, um, the gold standard was kind of lauded yeah. um, and it was held up as what the uh, internet industry kind of has to be aiming for. So I guess the key headline really is that by engaging with those kinds of initiatives, companies are helping to deliver responsible practices to ensure advertisers and government can trust the digital advertising industry. Brilliant. How wonderfully succinct. I know, right? That was I'm not even <laughs> sure Christy could have done a better job. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's not for me to say. For others to judge, I think. We might well have you on again, James Davis. <laughs> uh, James Davis, Public Policy Manager from the IB. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks a lot. And if you want more information about the work we're doing relating to policy and regulation, 
including the ongoing preparations for Brexit, visit our dedicated hub at iabuk.com forward slash policy, where you'll find a treasure trove of resources, including how to sign up for our brilliant monthly policy focus email. Now, this corner of the podcast is what we call Overheard at the IAB. It's a chance for us to give you a glimpse into everything going on within the four walls of the IAB in the last couple of weeks. And as I'm sure you can imagine, at the moment, we are absolutely gripped by Engage Fever. So this week, I'm joined by two guests who are about to experience their very first Engage as IABers. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome Rachel Arch, our Head of Partnerships, and Aaron Graham from our marketing team, uh, Rachel, Aaron, welcome. Hello. Hello, hello. Um, so aside from Engage, Rach, you've been thinking about and working on a bit of a reboot for training. So tell us about that. So the IB is having a bit of a, a refresh for 2019 um, and some of the training that we offer. We're in quite a unique position where we can, you know, we can bring in loads of different experts from from the industry. But what we what we have done is looked at what our members need and put throughout a survey there um, and have pulled together some, you know, expert digital training courses and that uh, really had the lines of some of the IB initiatives so gold Mm. standard brand safety measurement um transparency so we've pulled together um some exclusive training courses including programmatic 101 and programmatic advanced um planning and measurement social media as well as our sort of digital essentials course that we we've always traditionally done the old favorite the old favorite um and engage wise then who are you looking forward to so we've got a whole raft of speakers out now who's top of your list Tina Dahili. Um, I've heard her yes. on the radio for years and I've always thought she's a bit of a legend. Um, really interesting. She delivers the news. I'm, I'm a bit of a Nick Grimshaw fan and mm. um, and all the guys, although now I've switched to BBC Radio 2 in the morning for Zoe Ball. Um, yeah. She does, uh, it's got a bit mature. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she reads the news across the board and I think she's she's great in the way that she delivers and her insights and her knowledge. And I've yeah. seen her present on, on other things as well and just yeah. think she's fantastic. She's amazing. Beyond Today, the podcast, Radio 4 podcast is, is phenomenal. She's brilliant on it. Um, so, uh, Aaron, for you then, uh, who are you looking forward to Engage? Engage, Alex Jenkins. Yes, I think contagious. I saw him, I watched his video on YouTube from Engage in 2014. Yes. When he talked about the Stuxnet virus. Yes, yeah. he did. I'm looking uh, forward to hear what he's going to be saying this year. I was there for that. I wasn't at the IB at the time, but I was in the audience. And if you want a brilliant example of someone who can just stand there and tell a story with no other prompts, I mean, he's just phenomenal. It sort of starts out, you don't really know what he's saying, and he sort of goes on to tell this very elaborate story. But yeah, he's brilliant. So he's back second time round. Yeah, um, and you've only been with us for three months, so I'd love to understand what you thought the IB did and what we stood for before you were here and, and what you think three months in. <laughs> well, I didn't have a great deal of information about what the IB mm. did before I joined, but the best thing since I've started is probably similar to what Rachel was talking about, the training. Yeah. Um, because I did my, just left university, did my degree in ancient Greek, and now I've started learning computer languages mm. and you know, how to use these programs yes. and learning all about you know the technical and creative world of advertising yeah, so it's nice. really interesting and how is the application of ancient greek going in uh... useless totally useless <laughs> <laughs> there will be a time when it comes yeah. in handy what did you study rach uh, advertising and brand management there you go uh, bang bang <laughs> on bang point on. bang on like a duck to water um so engage is is three weeks away um if you were going to make a, a plea for people to um get onto the site and buy tickets the best bit for you and why you should come 
So I have been to engage a number of times mm. as, but a as, a, as a punter, as yeah. a delegate. You know, I used to be media owner side, and I think there is no other place where you have such a breadth of the industry in one room, yeah. and that can be advertisers, agencies, or even your peers, and kind of learning about what's what's coming up. It's a celebration, um, and I think it's one of those that just isn't missed. It's in the calendar, yeah. um, and it brings a community together. That is, it's super important that we all club together. Amazing. Uh, thank you both very much for that. It was brilliant. Thank you. Uh, so don't forget you can get your tickets at ibuk.com forward slash engage uh, if you're a brand or an agency you get to come for free but for all other members it's half price so get your tickets now on the 8th of august 1981 a baby boy was born in basel switzerland the second child of robert and lynette in 1998 the young man traveled to london to wimbledon in fact where he became both the singles and doubles junior boys tennis champion From there, he went on to win 20 Grand Slam singles titles, hold the number one spot for a record 310 weeks, and bring out his own range of hats. If you haven't already guessed, of course, I'm talking about tennis legend Roger Federer, who last week achieved the 1,200th win of his career. And if the moral of the story isn't clear, 1,200 is a pretty big number. Here at the IV, we are home to over 1,200 member organisations, And so every week, we celebrate by putting one of them in the spotlight and asking them to nominate someone who will answer our 10 fiendishly and utterly non-essential quickfire questions. And this week, it's the turn of News UK. And I'm delighted to welcome their commercial director of publishing, Ben Wormsley, into the studio. Welcome, Ben. Thank you for having me, James. Uh, So very, very straightforward indeed. We put 60 seconds on the clock and fire 10 of the most taxing questions we could find at you. Are you ready? I am. Start the clock. When you first started in the industry, what was your job title and who did you work for? It was Classified Sales Executive and I worked for Retail Interiors magazine in the heyday of EMAP. Very nice. What advice would you give your 21-year-old self? Um, to ask more questions and to buy shares in Apple. <laughs> Window seat or aisle seat? Uh, aisle. I'm a wanderer. Uh, in what format do you keep your to-do list? Evernote, but it's a bit complicated. So if someone told me about this book called How to Be a Productivity Ninja. It's a dreadful title, but it <laughs> contains great wisdom. You should check it out. The question you most hate being asked. What keeps you awake at night? Uh, uh, the sun or the times. Oh, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> uh, that's like being asked to choose between your two children. Um, I like to read the Sunday Times best. Uh, your biggest act of bravery. I once foiled a bank robbery in a curry house in Walthamstow. My God, that's good. Uh, The dried, partially fermented fatty seeds of a South American evergreen tree that are used in making cocoa, chocolate and cocoa butter, cacao or keiko? Cacao. Nobody says keiko. You've made that up, James. That's ridiculous. (laughs) It's cacao. How low can your battery percentage go before you start getting uncomfortable? 60% I would say but there's a new feature that Apple have released which shows your battery life relative to when the or capacity relative to when the phone was new and that makes me uncomfortable 100% of the time (laughs) so I'm going to say 60% of 90%. (laughs) A final question if you could choose between having Ollie Lewis's debonair good looks or Norm Johnson's Ohio drawl which would it be? Mm, That's a tough one. Ollie Lewis is a very beautiful man that's undeniable but uh, (laughs) I think the hair would be too high maintenance for me I'll go with Norm's voice is very suave. And perfect for podcast. Uh, Ben, that's your 10 questions. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of this special look ahead to IAB Engage 2019. A big thanks once again to our sponsor, Verizon Media, and a big thanks to you for listening. We hope you're feeling a little more buzzed about everything on offer at this year's Engage and about the future of our industry more generally. 
If you want to find out anything else about Engage before the big day, just go to our website at iabuk.com forward slash engage. You can book tickets there and remember, members come for half price. And if you're an advertiser or agency member, you get to come for free, completely on us. To express any other feedback, suggestions or musings, you can always get in touch with us by emailing podcast at iabuk.com. If you've been enjoying the podcast, we would massively appreciate a recommendation or just a shiny five-star rating. And if you want more information on what the IAB does and how you can get in touch with us, find us online at iabuk.com or at iabuk on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back in two weeks. Until then, thank you for listening. The IAB Podcast, sponsored by Verizon Media.